Okay, so Health Minister Zuelim Kiza has warned that the country could impose another strict lockdown if the coronavirus infections and deaths continue to rise in the country. The country has reported a total number of 2,657 fatalities from the virus and just over 73,000 recoveries. Uh, so on the line, we have Dr. Shiara Sunarayan, who's going to tell us how to take care of a person who may be infected with the coronavirus. Um, good afternoon, Dr. How are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm well, thank you. I couldn't hear you for a second there. Dr. Sunarayan, you know we're experiencing winter. And uh, we normally yes. suffer, you know, from the common cold around this time. Um, and, and, you know, it's, a lot of people have asked the question, how do I know if I've just got the cold or if I'm infected with coronavirus? Nati, I think that's a very good question. And I think there's no real easy way to answer that. But one of the main things is that we know exactly what the common cold is. Yeah. And we know the types of viruses that cause it. And we know that mainly when you have a common cold, you present with what we call upper respiratory symptoms. Mm-hmm. So that means that the virus is not really going down to your lungs. So you would present with symptoms such as a runny nose, maybe a fever, a headache, um, a cough sometimes. But I think with coronavirus, it's so different and it presents so differently in every single person. So mm. if you're at home and if you feel like you are having symptoms, the best advice is always just to go and seek medical care mm. and get tested if that's warranted. Okay. So how do you know when emergency care is needed in this case? Okay. So I think if you're living with someone who has the, has been tested positive, it's important to look out for what we call warning signs. Mm. So some of these warning signs that can tell you if you need to seek immediate medical attention mm. would be if the person has trouble breathing, um, if they have persistent pain or pressure in their chest, for example, if suddenly they're confused or maybe they are not as easily arousable as they were previously. So if you're trying to wake them up, mm. they're not waking up or they're struggling to stay awake and mm. they seem like they're always sleepy or so, stuff like if they have a bluish tinge around their mouth or even their face. So those are all important symptoms and a good way of trying to figure out how your loved one's symptoms are either improving or if they're getting worse, is to ask them on a daily basis, how are they feeling compared to the day before? Because that will also help you to determine where their symptoms are in terms of is it getting better or is it getting worse? Okay, but Dr. Sunarayan, what if I have gone to test, right? Um, Because maybe I've come into contact with somebody with uh, the COVID-19 virus. I go and test, but I'm not really, you know, I'm not experiencing any symptoms. Okay. Do mm-hmm. do you think I should still go and consult with a medical professional or can I just stay at home and just pop a, you know, a f- cough syrup and, you know, try to self-medicate? So I think, Nati, it really does depend on the individual. But mm. my advice as a medical doctor is that if you have been in contact with somebody who is COVID positive and you started to develop symptoms, it's very important to consult. Okay. Um, remember, we don't know much about the disease, and the disease can also be asymptomatic in certain people. But yeah. it's good to know if you have it or not, because then you can take measures to make sure that you're not transmitting it to anyone else. Mm, okay. Um, doctor, what are the, what's the likelihood of of getting a Mm -hmm. false positive if we test because um lelo was just doing a sports bulletin and he was telling us that uh, novak djokovic tested positive Mm -hmm. last week this week he's tested negative 
So remember, Nati, the the rate of having a false negative test is very high. Mm. Um, and so sometimes they say that it's not very reliable to to trust a false negative test, especially if a person is symptomatic. Okay. Also, as individuals, we all have different immune systems. So I might be able to clear the virus a lot better than somebody who's 55 years old that has high blood pressure, for example. So if I test today and if I'm positive and if my immune system is good, if I've cleared the virus, maybe in a week I will get a a negative test. I think the most important thing is always to look at your symptoms. So if you test positive and if you go next week for whatever reason and you get a negative test, if you still feel like you are symptomatic, Remember, that means that you have the ability to also transmit the virus. Mm. So you should stay at home for 14 days and you should be isolating. But also in saying that different professions and different work environments require you to do different things. So they might require you to have another negative test before you come back to work, for example. Okay. Um, So what measures should one take when caring for somebody uh, with the coronavirus at home? Okay, so I think it's quite difficult um, when you are living with someone who's tested positive, but these are just some things that I think will help. So you need to try and limit contact as much as possible in your household. Mm. Um, You should have a designated caregiver. So say, for example, there's five of you living in the house and one person has tested positive. Maybe Mm. you should assign one person that's going to be your designated caregiver. And that person should not be someone who's at high risk of getting a severe illness if they do get coronavirus later on. So, for example, it shouldn't be someone who's elderly, someone who has high blood pressure, Mm. or someone who's immunocompromised. Mm. And I think if you have a designated person that also helps, um, because that person takes sole responsibility for caring for the sick individual. It's also important to do practical things, Nati, like eat in separate rooms or areas. Sometimes that is not possible. So if the person is eating in the same area as you, remember that you need to maintain social distancing. So we say that that's 1.5 to 2 meters. Mm. And you should always make sure that you are not in direct contact. You shouldn't be using the same utensils, for example. If you're going to wash dishes that the sick person was using, you should do so with soap and with hot water, and you should always wash your hands in between. Mm. You should also avoid using personal items. So try not to use the same glasses or the same cups, the same bedding, for example, or the same, or even the same cell phone. So if you have another loved, um, a loved one that's trying to call and find out how your, your positive COVID person is, Ideally, they should be calling on that person's phone. You shouldn't answer your phone and then give your phone to the person who's been diagnosed. Mm. Um, another good, another good example is, I know in the household we feel like we can take off our masks and we can just be without a mask. But if the person has been diagnosed as being COVID positive, it's also important that they still protect the other individuals living in the house. Mm. So if you're using a common area such as a living room or a You know, a dining room, the person who is infected should ideally be wearing a cloth mask and and so should the other people in the household. I think, Nati, the most important thing is to be washing your hands as often and, um, you know, as often as as possible. And when it comes to cleaning the house, for example, we have have these areas that are called high-touch surfaces. So this would be like a doorknob or, um, you know, a toilet lever, for example. So all these high-touch surfaces should also be 
cleaned as frequently and sanitized as frequently as possible. Mm. Um, with regards to bedrooms and bathrooms, ideally the person who has tested positive should be having their own separate bedroom and bathroom. But of course, this is not always possible. So my advice would be that if you are sharing a common bathroom, um, the person who has COVID after they are done and if they're feeling up to it and if they have enough energy, they should clean the bathroom and the toilet area. Or if they don't have the energy and if you are the one who needs to go in and clean after them, um, if you have gloves, that would be ideal. And remember, whenever you dispose of your gloves, you should be washing your hands. Okay. And then just in terms of doing your laundry, because obviously you've got a sick person in your household, you're going to be doing washing and laundry for them. Mm. It's important not to shake clothes. Um, and it's also important for everyone to know that you can wash your clothes um, with the person's clothes. So you don't need to keep oh, it separately. Oh, you don't have to keep them separate. Um, okay. You don't have to keep it separately. And it's also important to just wash your hands after you've touched anything. But I think the most important thing on living with a per- person who has COVID is to track your own health care as well, especially if you are the person that's caring for your loved one. As soon as you feel symptomatic or if you're not feeling okay, it's important to seek medical advice. Dr. Sunarayan, I do want to ask you what type of nutrition is is, uh, is suitable, but I do need to take ads. We'll be back just after this. Zeras, you're on 99.1 FM. Our, our music, your memories. So the, before the break, we were talking to Dr. Shiara Sunarayan about how to best take care of a person who has coronavirus um, in our homes. And uh, you, doctor, you were still telling us what type of nutrition is suitable for somebody uh, with the virus. Yes, Nati. I think one of the important things to remember is that whenever you sick, whether it be with coronavirus or not, you don't have an appetite. And mm. especially with coronavirus, the person often feels nauseous um, or they could have diarrhea and vomiting. So the main thing is to ensure that they are eating fresh, unprocessed foods with lots of vitamins and minerals and protein. Um, so my advice on this is that to have fresh fruit and vegetable as much as you can. So if the person doesn't feel like having a bulky meal, for example, you could use fresh fruit to make a smoothie. Mm. If they don't feel like eating vegetables, you could make a fresh vegetable soup. Um, You could also give them things like oats and brown rice and maize. It's also important not to overcook veggies because that can sometimes decrease the level of vitamins in them. Mm -hmm. And water is very important. Hydrate, I mean, we should be, exactly, hydrating. We should be having at least 8 to 10 cups of water per day. Mm -hmm. And when you're sick, that should actually be increased. Mm -hmm. So maybe a good idea is to get a 2-liter bottle, fill it up with water, give it to your loved one, and just check that they're drinking. Okay. And then what's the right way to offer emotional support to somebody who's infected? Because I know that a lot of people are very anxious mm-hmm. about what's on social media right now with a lot of people passing away from the virus. Um, how do we best motivate, you know, uh, the ill person at home? Yes. So I think the thing to remember is that even if you don't have the virus, we're in a pandemic and pandemics are stressful. Mm. So it's good to put yourself in that person's shoes. So if your loved one is diagnosed with the virus, I mean, they could be feeling lots of things. They could be feeling fear and worry about their own health Mm. um, and how that impacts their financial situation or their job. They could be experiencing changes in sleeping patterns or eating patterns. Um, They could be worried about the fact that their loved ones or friends 
don't want to come near them. Mm. Or, you know, maybe prior to their isolation, did they give the virus to somebody else? Mm. So these are all just stressful things that could be running through their minds. So I think a good and a healthy way to help your loved one cope with stress is to encourage them to take care of their body first, you know. So encourage them to take their vitamins and their medication and to eat healthy. And if you're fortunate enough to have a garden, to have 10 minutes or 15 minutes of fresh air outside and to actually go outside and just, you know, be in the sunshine and not be cooped up indoors all day. Mm. And also to make them do things that they love. Try and get them into a routine. If they liked watching TV shows before, they were isolating. Get them to watch their favorite TV shows. Mm. Um, also, I think it's very important to take social media breaks. And like you said, we're constantly watching the news and we're co- constantly hearing negative things about the virus and hearing about the deaths or the number of new cases. And while it's very important to always keep yourself informed, I think if you are someone who's living with the disease, it can also be upsetting to hear this kind of negative talk the whole day. So maybe to take social media breaks. And I think it's also important for them to keep um, connected to their loved ones. So if you have loved ones that are living in different parts of the country, to always video call to, you know, encourage your loved ones to give this person emotional support and to let them know that they're being thought of. And I think, Nati, it's also important to not ask a question, where did you, how did you get COVID? Yeah. I think that that will make someone feel as though they've done something wrong, and that's why they've gotten the disease. Mm. I mean, this is a global pandemic. Millions of people have been diagnosed, and I think COVID-infected people they need to feel supported and not judged. Yeah, I get you. Thank you so much, Doctor. And also, it's so easy to get the virus, you know. To ask that question is very insensitive. It's so easy, yes. Yeah, you can get it from a trolley, from a donor, it from a pen. Easy. Like, really. Uh, Doctor, Absolutely, yeah. Nati. Absolutely. Dr. Sinorayan, thank you so much for your time. You gave us great insight. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks, Nati. I hope you stay safe, and I hope everyone stays safe during this time. Thank you so much. You too. Okay, that's Dr. Sunarayan uh, giving us pointers on how to best take care of a person infected with the coronavirus at home. Ishoe, you're on 99.9 FM. Our music, your memories.